Okay. Well, listen, so for those that are watching on here, we're going to try Facebook again, but uh, it doesn't look like Facebook Live is working. Uh, one of the questions that came up, uh, which was interesting, was is, uh, are, are the churches going to break the Internet today? And uh, every time we hit Facebook, Facebook's unavailable, unavailable, so we have no idea. But either way, we'll post it up there later. And uh, thank you for coming. And, uh, you know, don't forget social distancing. I know that's hard for Pentecostals, but we'll be all right anyways. And uh, we've got hand cleaner and all that stuff out there. So we're going to hit our announcements real fast, and we're going to move on. Hallelujah. Uh, in your bulletin, you'll see this, you know, talking again about watch every service online if you need to. You also see, please share our Facebook live stream. So when we post it here in a little while, share it to your page because uh, only people that see it are people that are already like the page. So we'll do that kind of stuff there. And uh, they're going to keep, I'm kind of stalling a little bit so they can do their thing. But uh, anyways, we're going to keep having church until we can't have church. Amen. Anybody agree with that? Uh, so, so just so you know, while I stall a little bit more, hallelujah. I was on a conference call with the governor the other day uh, with some pastors around the state. And, and here's what the governor and our state health and safety person said. That we could put 50 people in this room and 50 people in that room and 50 people in the back building, and that's acceptable. It's legal. That's what our governor said. As long as we're practicing social distancing, I guess that's the new term, uh, and we're washing hands and taking care of things, right? So if they change any of that, we'll put 10 in here. 10 in that room, 10 in that room, 10 in that room, we'll, we'll deal with it, amen. 10 upstairs, I will deal with it, but we're just trying to be safe, we're trying to be cautious, right? Uh, I, I got a call yesterday or Friday, I think it was Friday, uh, a pastor friend of mine over in Texas uh, was on a conference call with uh, Vice President Pence and uh, Ben Carson, and uh, they were talking about the things that are going on in the nation, and uh, President Trump came in and uh, they offered him to get on the call, and he said he knew he was coming to get on the call because he knew they were talking to the pastors and the leaders in the nation, and he was so thankful for the churches for praying. So we need to continue to pray for him and for the nation, uh, for the leadership, and he asked us to continue to minister to people. So that means don't shut down. Continue to minister to people, right? It, I know there's churches that aren't open for one reason or another. Maybe they can't, right? And, but we still need to minister to people. That's the key is remember that there are lost people and there are people that already know Jesus. We need to continue to encourage and minister to each other. Amen. So I'm going to pray this morning and hopefully they fix it. If not, oh, well, we're still going to have church anyways, regardless if Facebook survives or don't. Honestly, I don't care for Facebook, but that's just me. Jesus, too much drama. Uh, if you saw my video yesterday, all this news is rotting our brain. I I'm tired of all of that stuff, man. I am so so we're going to pray this morning, and uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to give as well. And uh, if you're online and you're giving, you can go straight to the church website, to uh, newlifeag.church. You can do that there. Just because the church may be separated right now doesn't mean we don't bring a tithe and offering to the storehouse, that we don't set aside things for the Lord. Amen? And so, you know, during this time, that doesn't mean we get extra money to go spend because the Word of God has not changed. Amen. So we need to make sure we're being diligent and following what the word of God teaches us and, and still setting aside our first fruit. If, if you're not able to come to the church, set it aside so that you can give it to the church that you attend. Amen. So let's pray and we're going to allow you to come and give and we're going to do some worship. I need some worship this morning. So, Father, we are so thankful that you are here, God, and that you are still on the throne. Lord, in the midst of all the things going on in the world right now, Lord, we just want to say thank you. 
for watching out for us, oh God. Thank you that you have never turned over control to anybody else. And Lord, right now we look to you more than ever, God. We look to you for comfort and for peace and for guidance and protection. And Lord, we, we want to turn this over to you today, this service we have, as we come together to worship you, Lord, here in this building and scattered around the world, because I know there are people watching us around the world. Lord, we have come together to this time to love on you and to be encouraged and challenged by your word and by your spirit. So today I just release your peace into this place. Holy Spirit, have your way in this service. Have your way in the homes scattered around the world that are watching right now. Lord, just because they're sitting on the couch doesn't mean they can't stand up and worship and love and scream and shout. Do not allow distance to stop us from praising your holy name today. Do not allow our circumstances to stop us from worshiping you and worshiping the name of Jesus. So, Lord, today we ask you to just receive this whole service from us as a gift to you, our praise and our worship. And also, Lord, we ask that you would receive these gifts, these tithes and offerings as we bring to you today. Out of obedience to your word and out of our love for you, we bring them today. And we thank you for all of this in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that, I want you to say amen this morning. Amen. You can go ahead and come up and, and put your offerings and tithes into the uh, plates. And I'm going to get ready to do a little bit of worship. Amen. So. Turn the fans on real quick at least because it's getting warm in here. I got to stand up today. I broke my chair, so y'all better watch out. I got a little bit too excited the other day. That's okay. I love to worship Jesus. Anybody else? Come on. Jesus. Anybody really come to worship in this house today? One or two of y'all? Okay. All right. Well, that's okay. Listen, it's an, it's an unusual time with what we're dealing with, right? It's unprecedented. But you know what? Throughout the years, anytime there was a difficulty with the church, the church still came together and the church survived. Because it's bigger than us and it's bigger than this building, right? We still serve a risen God, amen? So we're going to worship this morning, amen? Come on.
Come on, give him praise this morning. Jesus. Woo. That's what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. That makes it all worth it, ain't it? Hallelujah. <laughs> I may have to get rid of that chair more often. Woo. Oh, Jesus. Father, we are so thankful for all that you have done for us. over ourselves today. Sing it. 
Give him praise this morning. Come on, give him praise this morning. Is he worthy? Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. Come on, in your house, give him praise this morning. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because my fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm in. Come on, I want to hear it. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm Stand a chance when I stand in your love. Hallelujah. Whew. Wave at somebody this morning. We still got to be somewhat Pentecostal. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, you can be seated this morning. Our children, I think, are going to go to the back, and they've got something prepared for them as well. And I'm going to try something I haven't done in a long time. Stay on the stage. Oh, thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Did you ever get the Facebook working? Oh, sweet Jesus. We're on Facebook, too. Hey, listen, so if you're watching us on Facebook, I want you to stop and share it right now to your timeline. Because the only people that will see this is those that have liked our page. And we've got to make sure that, that there's more people out there. I've been passing out these cards. We've got more out there if you see them. Been passing out cards, passing out cards, and people have been so thankful. So thankful. And, and here's what I keep telling people. I've talked to numerous pastors. They say, if your church can't do live stream, call me. We'll come in here. We'll let you stand right here and preach your sermon. And we'll record it. And we'll schedule it to go on your Facebook page or YouTube on your Sunday. Right? We, we need to keep ministering to people and stop running from things. I, I understand wisdom. And listen, I, I like to follow wisdom. But I'm not going to let fear dictate. Wisdom, right? If... if if it was as bad as they say it is, let me, let me tell you something. Listen to this. If it was as bad as they say it is, we wouldn't have Home Depot and, and Lowe's with full parking lots. Because they say only those businesses that are necessities. I understand food. But when's the last time you drove by Home Depot and Lowe's? I keep be hearing how full all of those places are. Is that a necessity right now? No. But the church is a necessity because we are the ones that bring hope and life to a dying world through Jesus Christ. And we're going to continue to do that. But are we going to be wise? Look around today. People that are here have chose to be here. They understand. We, they're still lathering up with, with stuff. To the, everybody's washing our hands. We're practicing social distancing. We're doing everything the government is asking us. But we will not stop preaching the gospel. We will not stop trying to bring hope to a dying world. And you know what? If they ask us to completely lock our doors, then I'll be here in case somebody drives in that morning to receive Jesus. We are going to follow what the government is asking us because I think it's wise. They're not telling us we can't preach. So enough of all of that, but share our page. That was my delay while we were sharing that. Hallelujah. You can go ahead and put that title slide up there this morning. No, this is not about the virus, but this is what God had given me to preach. Focusing in the storm. How many of you have a hard time driving when it's raining real hard? Uh-huh. 
All of us do. Right? All of us do. Why? Because it blinds your vision. But then they got those glasses you can put on that kind of sees through it a little bit, takes some of the glare off the, you know, and they do work. I've, I've used some of them. They do work, right? Those uh, anti-glare, I don't know what they are, but it, it, you can see a little bit further through the, through the glare on the rain. It does help a little bit. But what I want us to look at today, I'm not going to take a whole lot of time with this. I'm going I'm to be very pointed in what I'm trying to say this morning so I can get the point across. Uh, we're going to turn over to the book of Matthew, chapter 14. We have all the scriptures on the on the slide for you as well, but I'm going to give you a moment to do that. Matthew chapter 14, we're going to be in verse 22 through 27 at this point. And I want to show you something that I saw that, that just I'd never seen again. I, I love the Word of God because all the years I've been reading it, I can still see something in the verse that I've read a hundred times because it's alive. It's, it's not just a, the greatest history book because it is. It's not the greatest architecture, uh, what's the word, uh, the, the guys that go out in archaeology book, that it is. It's never been found wrong. Where it says things are, they have always been proven right. But it's also a book of life. It is the bread that we need to eat. It is alive. The Holy Spirit inspired man to write it. So we're going to look in it today, Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Look at this. I'm going to read it out of, uh, what is that? I don't remember what translation that was. The Passion Translation. It, it pinged on something the Lord had wanted me to bring out, so I use this translation for you. As soon as the meal was finished, now he just finished feeding all these people. He just finished preaching, so now here's Jesus. As soon as the meal was finished, Jesus insisted that the disciples get in the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the people. If you write in your Bible, that's a great place right there to underline. And you'll understand why in a moment. As soon as the meal was finished, he insisted, Jesus insisted, that his disciples go get the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the people. He had a plan for them, somewhere that they were going. After the crowds dispersed, Jesus went up into the hills to pray. And as night fell, he was there praying along with God. That word hills right there is, is something that, that pinged on me. I had never paid attention to it before. Hills. But the disciples who were now in the middle of the lake ran into trouble, for their boat was tossed about by the high winds and heavy seas. At about 4 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the waves. Now, we know the story. I didn't put the rest of it in there. What did they say to him? I don't know if I even have another slide, do I? Yeah, I do. Okay. I couldn't remember if I put it in there. When the disciples saw him walking on top of the water, they were terrified and screamed, a ghost. <laughs> then Jesus said, be brave and don't be afraid. I am here. Now, there's a couple things I want us to, to look at through there. And I, I think I've got them pulled out one slide at a time for you. Jesus sent them across. He had already instructed them to go across. He went up on the hill, some translations say mountain, so that he could pray. Then there was a storm that rose, and they were in trouble. Okay? You, you see where I'm at now. There's a picture up there of the Sea of Galilee. I want you to put that up there. The Sea of Galilee is not a massive place. So Jesus is on top of a hill praying, looking out probably over the Sea of Galilee, and a storm comes up. 
Do you think he didn't know there was a storm out there by this time? I never saw that. Jesus saw the storm. I'm sure he did, right? I know I heard the rumblings last night, and it looked like the red cell was probably down by Cottonport. He was on the hill praying, and I, I believe he would have seen the storm. And he would have seen his disciples in the spirit freaking out, which was their normal. It always baffles my mind how most of these guys were fishermen and they freaked out over the storms on that sea that they grew up fishing on. In the Sea of Galilee, storms constantly, they, they come out of nowhere because they come over the mountains and form and they're very quick. And these are fishermen that are used to the water and they freak out over storms. I, I know myself being an, a, a Navy guy, I've been through storms. I don't freak out on storms. Now, if I was in a boat as small as theirs, I might have. But on an aircraft carrier, I don't freak out in storms. It's, it's not going to sink the aircraft carrier. It's just not going to happen, right? And, and so they're in the middle of a storm, but then the next part was Jesus came walking by, and they didn't realize it. Let me put that title back up there. In the midst of the storm, who did they see? A ghost. A ghost. Were they more focused on the winds and the waves than him? This isn't the first time that they have been out in the Sea of Galilee with a storm. We're going to go into that at the end of this, but that's Matthew 8. We're in 14. This is the second time they have been in a storm on the middle of the ocean with the middle of the Sea of Galilee, and they should have known what to do. But they were so focused on everything around them and not focused on what God was doing in the midst of it. You see, when we get so focused on the storm, you can't see the Savior anymore. And I'm telling you, they didn't believe it was him because of their response. If it be you, Lord, bid me to come out. Not, there you are, Jesus, save us. They didn't do that, did they? If it's you. So, again, I didn't prepare this for what's going on today, but it fits. It fits. Are we so focused on what the mass hysteria of the media is giving us and the fake news that we can't see Jesus Christ right there in our midst trying to help us and trying to work? Think about it. Today, today, there has never been more online gospel preached in this world than today. They were worried about it breaking the internet. Literally, Facebook was worried about it going down because too many people going live on it. I, I know our media company was telling us they were having to get more server space to be able to handle the traffic because it was unprecedented. I know the other streaming company that we use through the YouVersion Bible people, it's a free service. They did the same thing because they thought it was going to break. And we're sitting here being more afraid about a virus than praising God that the gospel is going to places it has never been. That the gospel is being preached in a way that it has never been. We're complaining that we can't meet in a building, but yet the gospel is finally left. The church has finally left the building. We're focusing on the storm more than what God is doing in the midst of it. I believe this is 
totally not what's in there, but I believe God is doing a shift right now. I don't believe God brought this. I don't believe this is a plague for the end times. I believe it is a very bad plague because if, if this is an end time plague, it's not killing people quite as much as God generally does. He's pretty good at killing people when he needs to. The flu kills way more people than this thing does. So if it was a plague, it would just be wiping across and they wouldn't be trying to find a vaccine because it wouldn't be possible. I do think, though, that God has pulled his hand back and allowing certain things to happen. But I don't believe this is an end time plague, but I believe we're in the end times. If you understand what I'm saying, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon. I, I know when my God does something, he does it. And, and, and they're not going to find a vaccine for that. Amen. We've got to focus on what he's doing. I believe there's a shift going on right now that through this time, the church has finally got up and went out the doors. Huh, thank you, Holy Ghost. You know, in, in the first century, we read that the church got so comfortable that persecution had to come across them to get them out the building so they could spread the gospel because they were staying in one place. They weren't going to the uttermost. Today, we're going now to the uttermost and to the outermost and to the innermost and all these other crazy places. We're going where no man has gone before, saturating the internet for Jesus Christ. Don't allow yourself to, to share the fake news and to jump in. I, I don't know how many times I have received text messages and Facebook messages. Oh, well, somebody that's high up in the government, this and this. Listen, if that's what they want to do, they're going to do, but I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I know where my trust is. It's in Jesus Christ and him alone. It's in him alone. I, I've talked to, to the governor. I, I've been on calls with other people, and we're all saying the same things. They're doing the best they can. But I'm not going to lose sleep over this, guys. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to trust my God that it's going to be okay. I'm going to trust him. Yet he slay me. Will I trust him? Am I going to run out in front of a truck so I could prove that? No. No. We've got to pay attention to what he is doing. So, you know, after thinking of this story right here, I begin to ask myself, you know, I always ask myself, Jesus, why did you walk on water? Was it really important that you walked on water? Right? I was just like, why did I think he walked on the water because they didn't learn the lesson from Matthew 8. I think I got that other set of verses up there on the bottom. Look at this, Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, 23 through 27. Flip back over there. Let's, let's look at this for a second. I didn't dump a background on it. I'm sorry. You have to change it. Matthew 8, 23 through 27. So just so that you know that our online community is seeing what we're putting on the screens as well. So if they're having the same verses and everything, that the, the words to the songs and all that today, we changed all that for them. Look at this. Matthew chapter 8, 23 through 27. They all got into the boat and began to cross over the other side of the lake, and Jesus, exhausted, fell asleep. Suddenly a violent storm developed with waves so high the boat was about to be swamped. Yet Jesus continued to sleep soundly. Yeah. Go to the next one for me. The disciples woke him up saying, save us, Lord, we're going to die. Now, here's my side note on this that I've said every time I've ever preached about this verse, and most of you know it, if you don't, for the online people. At this point in the ministry, they have seen him do many amazing things, but he has never changed the weather. Okay? Number two, he was a carpenter's son. 
in the physical. And number three, they're professional fishermen asking a carpenter what to do in the middle of a storm on the ocean. <laughs> that has always intrigued me. I, I can promise you, I would ask Mike here about something because he was in the Navy also, right? Before I'd ask Tootie, right? Tootie knows a lot of things. But I don't think you've ever been on a, a military boat in the middle of the ocean in a bad storm. I know Mike has. I'm not asking duty, even though he knows a lot. Why did they ask Jesus this? Because I think they finally got to the point where he was, they were learning they had to put their trust in him no matter what. Because look what he does. The disciples woke him up, save us, Lord, we're going to die. But Jesus reprimanded them. Why are you gripped with fear? Where is your faith? And look what he did. Then he stood up and rebuked the storm and said, be still. And instantly it became perfectly calm. The, disi the disciples were astonished by this miracle and said to one another, who is this man? Even the wind and waves obey his word. And then here we are back in chapter 14. He sends them out on their own this time. And he goes up to pray, just like he still does to us. Where do you think he is right now? Sitting at the right hand of the Father, forever interceding for his church. <laughs> he's still on the mountain praying, but can I tell you, he sees even better now than he did right there. Because right there, he was a natural man looking into the spirit. Today, he's a spiritual man looking into the natural. He sees the end from the beginning. He sees what you're going to get into tomorrow, and he tries to prepare you today for what you're going to deal with. He didn't have that ability back then. He didn't have that ability. But can I tell you, if he needs to walk on the water next to you, he will. He will. But the problem is, is are we focusing on him around us? They were not thinking of Jesus. They were thinking of the storm. They were thinking of the wind. They were thinking of the waves. They were thinking of the virus. They were thinking about all the people that are losing their job. They were thinking about, I might get sick. They were thinking about all these other things. So as he was passing them, they did not see him as himself. They saw him as a ghost. Church, we cannot do that. We cannot lose focus during this storm or any other storm that comes up against us. Why? Because Jesus Christ is still here today, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we have to continue to stand up and say, guys, it will be okay. It will be okay. Are people dying? Yes. And I pray for them and their families, and, and I pray to God that they knew Christ before they died. Do I want anybody else to get infected? No, I wish this thing would die in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus Christ. But can I tell you this? If it takes a virus moving across this world to turn this world to Jesus Christ, let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be, because here's the thing. There's a scripture in the Bible, I always forget it where it is. And I know the church has prayed it for years, and it says, Lord, come quickly, Lord. Even so, come quickly. And I always say, Lord, give us another day. Give me another day. Give me another day. Because there's still those outside those doors right here today that are not watching us online, that have never heard the name of Jesus Christ, or they have and they've rejected him. And in the middle of this storm, I want to focus on the lost and dying world more than I'm going to focus on myself. 
it is about those that don't know Christ. It is about those that are sinking in the boat and think he's a ghost walking by. Or even worse, they think he's not even a God that can do anything for them. But what I don't want is what happened after 9-11. The churches were filled with fake salvations. Because they ran in because of an emotional experience. Save me, Lord. Protect me, Lord. Protect me. Protect me. And everything got good and they went home and all they do now is watch sports. That's what I don't want to happen. I want real conversions. I want people that are, are, are focusing on what God is doing. Their lives are being changed and they're being set free forever. And can I tell you, it's going to take a church willing to stand up and say that. And there are churches today that had to dismiss their services that are doing that very thing. And there are churches like ours that are having an abridged type of a service that are doing that very thing. But there are many believers that are so afraid right now that they're hiding in their homes with 500 rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> Y'all know I had to throw a joke somewhere in there. I had to. I saw a Facebook post. I wasn't going to do this, but I have to. I saw a Facebook post that it's 2050, and Paul is opening the last roll that his parents bought during the uh, pandemic. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Guys, we've got to pay attention to what's going on around us and see Jesus working in it. And I'm telling you, just as crazy as this little card has been, it can be this simple. You watch somebody at the grocery store right now. They are working so hard, and I thank them. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Our, our medical professionals, I appreciate them. Because I heard a pastor say that he's got people in his church that work in the medical profession. And, and Becca was confirming this this morning. There are doctors and nurses that are so stressed out over this. They're walking in, turning in their card and say, I quit. I can't do it no more. They're so stressed. Guys, we've got to be hoping this time to encourage these people. Because can I tell you, I want to encourage our nurses and doctors more than I want to encourage the stockmen at Walmart. But I'm going to encourage that person also. Right? We need all of that. We need to be the encouraged. So here we go. We must not lose focus during this storm. If we start focusing on the things around us, we will not see the hand. If, if we don't focus on the things around us, let me start that over. If we start focusing on the things around us, we will not see the hand of God working in our midst. And we will not see Jesus walking by. Guys, I want us to continue to be a church, reaching out to people helping those that are hurting. I know right now we have some of our people that are at home. I know there have been people in the church that said, you know, I've heard this, and I'm not going to say who it is, but it, it, I love it. Pastor, if there's anybody that needs anything and they're having to hide themselves away right now, I'll go help buy some groceries and bring it to them. That's the church, guys. That's the church. The, the people that are out of work right now that are part of our family, we're going to love on them and find a way to help them through this. We're going to do what we can. Why? Because that's what we do. We're a family, and we don't let our family starve. We don't let our family feel alone. And we're going to fight, even though they're trying to hide, to love them and protect them. Amen? So listen, I want to pray this morning. I, I planned on a, a not having more than a one-hour service for today, and we're at 50 minutes right now. I, I don't know about you, but I don't like to sit home and watch a two-hour church service. Uh, and, you know, my attention span is not that long. And, and we're going to continue to do things. But I want to pray for us right now. And I want to spend a few minutes praying for our nation as well. But guys, the first thing I want to do, again, because we have an online audience today that we have no idea how large it is. That if you do not know Jesus Christ, the 
prince of peace, the prince of peace, the one that can comfort and guide you and, and protect you. I want you to just text me or Facebook me, but today I'm going to pray. I'm going I'm to share a prayer with you that is in the word of God. And if you're here, I just want you to raise your hand up real quick and tell me, I need Jesus as my Savior, and we're going to pray with you also. Amen. If you're here, I just want you to slide your hand up and say, Pastor, I need Jesus. Hey, listen, I did the same thing, and all of the rest of us did here too. Amen. Well, I'm going to pray this real quick and lead these people that are online watching. Dear Jesus, I need you. I know that I'm a person, I'm a sinner, and I have broken your laws. And I ask you to forgive me. Wash me with the blood that you shed on Calvary. Forgive me. And I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. And I confess that you went on the cross. You died for me. And you rose again on the third day. And now you sit in heaven. And I thank you for hearing my cry today. And I thank you for forgiving me and being my Lord and Savior. Amen. Guys, listen, Facebook me, text me, email me, whatever it is. Let me know you prayed that prayer today because I want to send you something. But guys, we need to be praying with other people as well. Amen. So I want us to take just five minutes if we can. And here's what I want us to pray about. I want us to pray, number one, for our leaders, whoever they might be. This nation in our state. I, I, I said this the other day, and I'll say it again. I'm, let me find it so I can make sure I quote it properly. I was on a conference call the other day with our, our governor here in Louisiana, and it's not about if you agree or disagree. I'm not necessarily a fan of his, but I have a new respect for this man because of something he asked on that call from the pastors that were scattered across our state. One of the pastors asked him, Mr. Governor, how can we pray for you and your staff? And this is what the governor said. And this is, again, this isn't political. This was from his heart. And when I say it, you'll understand. Here's what he said. Pray that I would have wisdom in the decisions that I have to make and that God would give me courage to make them. I respect that, guys. I have a whole new respect for that man right there. And you know what? The president asked us the same thing, to pray would he have wisdom. Pray that he would have wisdom and, and the people around him, he would be able to bring the people in. So we're going to pray for our leaders today to have wisdom. And we're going to pray against this virus and its effects. Amen? So if you got anything, you can do that. Let's just spend a few minutes if we can. So Father, we come together right now as a family, Lord. And I know there are those that are scattered around the world that are praying the same thing today. God, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we, we pray for our leaders, Lord. If they be national, state, or local, they need godly wisdom, godly wisdom right now, God. And they need the courage to make them, no matter how difficult they may be or how much we may disagree with them, God. They need the courage to make the decisions that will save lives. Lord, we know that you have placed them there for such a time as this. We know no man goes into leadership without you putting them there, God. And Lord, we pray for them right now. We pray a protection upon them and their families during this time as well, that no sickness would come upon them, God. We plead the blood of Jesus over them right now. And we thank you, God, that you are still in control and that you are still speaking. 
And God, I pray right now against this virus and its effects. Lord, I know there are those in our own parish here in our state that are affected. And God, I speak against this virus in the name of Jesus. I curse you and I command you to die right now. Sickness, you must go. By his stripes, we are healed. By the blood of Jesus, wash this sickness away. Lord, I pray right now, especially for every believer, Lord, as, as the blood was put over the doorpost, when the death angel was coming near, Lord, a blood is applied to our hearts right now, and I speak health and life and protection over our body and over the believers scattered around right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm not asking something that you haven't done before. I'm asking that something that you've already done. And we're reminding you, God, you said you would watch over us, O oh Lord. So, Lord, I come against these sickness that I know we have some that are, that are protecting themselves in their homes, Lord, and I pray a protection upon that house right now. No sickness shall come against it in the name of Jesus right now. Lord, I thank you that we will see this virus come to an end. And, Lord, I pray right now a divine protection over the people that have come here today to worship you and wisdom in their homes, Lord, as they continue to go out and do what you have, have called them to do. And as they go about their daily their days, Father, just continue to bless them and watch over them. Jesus, just protect them, God. Bless them mightily. But open our eyes that we would be able to focus on you in the middle of a storm. Open our eyes, God, that we would be able to see your hand at work in all that we do. And we ask this all in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. Well, guys, I'm going to sign off of the, the Facebook side up there. And uh, oh, hold on. Don't sign off just yet. I don't usually do this, but the Holy Spirit said it. I needed to do it. Okay, so I'm listening. For those of you that are joining us today online, we have a prayer line now. 24-hour prayer mail. 318-253-4361. Get your pen, get your paper, write that number down. 318-253-4361. Someone will pray for you. If you're sick, if you've got the virus, if you've got the flu, if you've got a strep throat, whatever your sickness may be, the Bible says if there are any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church to pray. So 318-253-4361, dial that number, or our email, www.newlifeag.church. You can email us, contact us on there. Someone will be praying for you. Jesus loves you, and we love you, and we're glad you joined us this morning. Shoot us an email, let us know that you joined just to watch the service. Even if you don't go to church here, you're new to the, new to it. If you had to get your teenager to show you how to get in there and do it, hey, shoot us an email. Thank you for those of you that came this morning and braved all the storm to come out this morning. Twelve disciples changed the entire world. 12 disciples. There's more than 12 here this morning. Thank you. 
and God bless you. Those of you online, shoot us a message, let us know. We're waiting to hear from you. Amen. Thank you, brother. So listen, that prayer mail is a voicemail system that you call, you leave your, your prayer request with your contact information. It's emailed to me within seconds, and I forward it out to our prayer team so that they can get it, they can listen, and they can contact you. So you're not going to find a live person there, but you'll find a voicemail. So if in the middle of the night you do that, somebody may not call you back right there in the middle of the night, but we will call you back. Amen. I promise you. So God bless you. Thank you, brother, for sharing that. I, I totally forgot to even do that. That's why the Holy Ghost was prompting somebody else. So listen, so again, you can give online. You can continue to do what you do, right, as, as a family to give and to do those things. And uh, we're going to be here Wednesday at 630. We're going to have worship and a teaching again. Continue to do that. We may even start doing some things uh, online more than that. But we love you. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for tuning in and share this video with people so that they can watch it again uh, well on Wednesday. God bless you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you for coming to church today. So.